Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yo, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me. It's our uh, Falcon fly-through edition, and I, today I got my special guest, former teammate, friend, and fellow Falcons fan. I don't know if you will be after today. We'll see or not. But uh, Ryan Thurman, um, how you doing, man? Man, what's going on, man? All is well. You know, uh, taking it one day at a time in this uh, painful season that we're in thus far. You know, with our Atlanta Falcons. You know, I'm in a different state now. I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina, but I'm still representing and supporting my Falcons. But, you know, unfortunately, man, it's just something's not right in the A. So yeah, it's getting right. hard. It's probably getting harder by the day to do so. Man, I um, it's just like, you know, when you think about the Falcons right now, where do you start? Like, where do you start? <laughs> you know, right now, at this point, I'm looking at Arthur Blank. Because there's every reason in the world to believe that Dan Quinn is not the man for the job. I just don't understand what's so hard about, you know, the results that we've been getting thus far. And I don't know, man, this this might be deeper than just winning football games. This this might be one of those situations where, you you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. What what happens behind closed doors. Closed doors, yeah. In the business, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah. For me, I don't know. Like I say, pretty much, I don't know where to start. I, you know, we were talking a little bit back and forth yesterday before we got on. Right. Um, you know, t- today, but I was telling you like, uh, one of our other friends, Jock, his tweets last week helped me for sure. This week, because he was like, you know what, I am going to let, I'm not even going to let a game <laughs> of men, you know, hitting each other affect my Sundays anymore. I was like, you know what, you're right, bro. Like that's that's exactly how I'm feeling right now because. Last week, I had already said that I did an edition with uh, a Cowboys fan that I got that podcast with, and I was like, you know what? I felt, I was I literally sat in the same position from when that game went off until Sunday night football before I went to go get some Domino's pizza, and I was just <laughs> floating like I didn't feel like it happened for real. I was like, nah, right, nah, that ain't right. that ain't just happened. We ain't just lose like that in that type of form or fashion, like off some dumb stuff like that. There's no way we just lost. But I'm just sitting there, you know, scrolling through, listening, looking at all the people talk about you know falcons all the different memes the videos right. everything 
you know, that comes with us Falcons fans. We already got the 28-3 over our hand, and now we got two more things that we got to try to defend. Before we get off into the negatives, because I'm pretty sure it's a bunch of, bunch of negatives. Right. If you have any type of positives from, from the game yesterday, um, you know, go ahead, you know, name your three positives if you can you have any at all this is a my first positive is still kind of a negative but Darquez Denard Darquez Denard came through and he made uh some very great plays yesterday and showed that like you know he knows what he's doing and I feel like he can help us in the you know as the season progresses and you know what and whatnot but you know, of course, he got hurt in like the third or fourth quarter yesterday. So hopefully, um, injury isn't too severe. But um, the offense, for the most part, is still fluent only in the first half. And I, I can't even think of a third positive, honestly, because I mean, yesterday was a very just difficult game to just you know accept. So honestly, those only those are the only two positives that I can think about. And that's Darquez Denard and his play and his stepping up and, you know, in the uh, absence of A.J. Terrell due to the positive COVID test. But, you know, the offense is still a good offense only in the first half. That's all I have right now. Yeah, for me, let me see. I'm probably the same thing as you. The only positives I really had coming out of it was that we were able to play, you know, well with a lot of starters down, you know, four, uh, four starters on defense weren't playing. Um, Alua Khan, uh, AJ Terrell got COVID that killed him, but you know, he's a young rookie anyway. He ain't been playing that great in my eye. Who else is out? Forgot. Oh, Tech, my fault. Yeah, Tech, right. I forgot about Tech and uh, Ricardo Allen. Yeah, so we had a lot of starters out on defense. So I was like, I was impressed with how the backups played. Um, and even throughout the game, we had a lot of injuries, you know, right? Uh, you know, Denaro went down late, unfortunately. Jared went down late, unfortunately. And maybe them two probably because them two had a really good game. So it's like maybe right. if them two were in like the last, you know, drive or two, maybe what happened wouldn't have happened. But you know, can never say. Cause, right. you know, they pre- they pretty much just stole the momentum from us anyway. But uh, you know, the backups played decently well, you know, through three quarters, just like last week. We played decent through three quarters. Offense played well. They showed that, you know, we don't I'm like, of course, we need Julio, but it's like we can, you know, the passing game is not going to be truly affected if Julio's not there. Unfortunately, Russell Gage went down too. So that kind of, after kind of Russell Gage that went down, like we had a few drives here and there, but then it's just um, a lot of this time, like a lot, of, pretty much all the second half, we stalled out because right. keyed in on Ridley because that's who was pretty much going off. And then Russell Gage is that third, you know, right. third weapon, but then. Outside of that, you know, Zacchaeus and Blake, they they weren't able to do too too much. And the last the last positive I had was Todd Gurley actually ran a lot better. Like he to me, he's yes. been looking like gimpy and like a lot scared. He hasn't been hitting the holes in cuts like he normally would or had been, of course, like you know, in his tenure with the Rams. He just wasn't he hadn't looked that great. He didn't look that healthy. So I was like, Oh man, we still got a banged up Todd. But he actually like he still was playing timid the first few times, but then like right. later on in the game when he started getting more carries, he started hitting the hole a little bit better. Got his vision, so, um, right. his vision started to improve. Yeah, so it's like he started running a little bit better. So that's a that's a a positive. Um, I said to me, I'd say it'll take about it'll take about four weeks for him to get back right, mm-hmm. um, and get back you know in shape and just see like you know what he can take, what his knees can take, and what they can't take. So those right. are my positives, but negatives. 
I'm gonna go. You you, you can go first. You know, you can go for negatives, whatever. Get off, get off with you, get off your chest, whatever you got to say. And, and I'm gonna try to just be as professional as possible. It's but, a, you ain't gotta be professional. Let it let it out, bro. This is this bro. is a safe space for us. On the first play, Matt Ryan hits <laughs> Calvin Ridley for 64 yards. Why didn't we see that more? As the game progressed, now I get it. They um locked in on Calvin Ridley. I understand, and then Russell Gage going down. I, but look, bro, we could have scored more touchdowns in the first half if you were to get Ridley where um the defense was vulnerable. And this is the Chicago Bears. They haven't done anything special this year except for just play play mm-hmm. off of the opponent's mistakes because that that's that's how they won their first two games. They played off of their opponent's mistake, and now they've won three games in a row, starting the season three and zero because they played off of our mistakes. But another thing, like mm-hmm. why? Why do we just stop? Why does everything just stop <laughs> with the Falcons? It just stops. It just stops. stops. <laughs> like you, they do everything right. Matt Ryan's on point. <laughs> you know, have a good uh, rushing attack here and there. The defense getting mm-hmm. sacks and. You know, playing well, and you know, we got lucky on the first drive where we allowed them to go all the way down to the field, mm-hmm. and then they missed the field goal at the beginning of the game. So it's just like mm-hmm. we, you know, we do everything right with a little bit of luck. And then the thing is, <laughs> even though I know our history, for some reason, Jelani, I was like, I'm sold that we're gonna win this game. Like, it's fourth quarter came, I was like, okay. Okay, they're playing well, and Chicago was still making a lot of mistakes at the same time. If they Chicago had, I mean, the the interception and the touchdown, um, Isaiah, I, I mean, and we got lucky too because Isaiah Oliver missed <laughs> two interceptions. Uh, they were dropping <laughs> passes; they wasn't executing. So I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. at this point, we're just getting lucky. It's like, all right, we, we're supposed to win this game because, of course, when the Falcons start falconing, you know, that's usually <laughs> teams will already capitalize early or midway in the fourth quarter. And it got late in the fourth quarter. And they that's when they started to click. And I don't understand mm-hmm. how we just we just do everything so backwards, Jelani. We do everything backwards. <laughs> Bro, it's it was like all right, we still scored. Yeah. I think we scored a field goal on this play. I don't remember. But we threw on second and goal. Where I felt like we was like five yards away from the end zone. I'm like, bro, if anything, mm-hmm. try to get try to get closer to the end zone by yeah. running the ball. You know what I'm saying? Just just try exactly. it's five yards. It's five yards. Mm-hmm. We can do five <laughs> yards. We we, we have players capable got- of getting five yards. And then we threw on second yeah. down. And then guess what we did on third down? Try to run the ball in. And we we uh we failed and um it was a fourth and goal, and we had to kick the field goal where we could have got more points on the board. So I don't understand why the Falcons mm-hmm. are just so backwards. And that, and that's, I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't even know what to say anymore. But I'm going to let you uh, have your take, you know, because that, that's just the beginning. Yeah, no. Um, you're, you're right. You hit pretty much all the points on the head. Like, last week and this week, I don't think I could have ever asked for a better start as a Falcons fan, player, oh organi- like and anything that deals with the Falcons, I'm like, we couldn't have had a better start in both of these weeks. 
And that's the ironic part of it. Like you couldn't have a better start. Couldn't ask for a better start. But you could you could ask, you could pray, you can wish for a better finish. <laughs> like every single oh. like any type of finish would have been better than last week and this week. But yeah. you couldn't ask for a better start. Like you said, they went down, missed the field goal. We went down. We did we score a touchdown. We scored a touchdown, we got a field goal out of it. I forgot what we did. Yeah, Hayden, um, um, but Hayden, uh, did, nah, Hayden Hurst. Oh yeah, Hayden. Yeah, you're right. Hayden. Yeah. Hayden Hurst had the first touchdown. Yep. Hayden Hurst had the first touchdown. So like you said, stop them. Defense stopped them. Got some momentum. You know, got some encouragement. You know, with four starters being down, we go down and score right off the back. All right, all right, cool. We already got them on the ropes. Like, all right. Before I even go into this, but I forgot. Let me talk because let me talk a little bit about this week, this week and then bring it into or last week and then bring it into this week. Last week, of course, I was feeling down. Then I came into this week, I was like, you know what? We're playing Chicago. They're 2-0, but they got, like you said, they got a lazy 2-0. They got 2-0 right. off of a Giants team and a Lions team that aren't really good at all. <laughs> like And like you said, played off of their mistakes. So I was like, you know what? We got that going for ourselves. Like, we didn't get blown out against Seattle and Dallas. We just right. made mistakes and lost the game, honestly. So I was like, all right, we're definitely a more talented team than them. Even with all of our players down, we, we should come out on top. And then I was like, Mitch Trubisky is their, their quarterback. So I, now I definitely don't got shit to worry about. I'm like, all right, I'm cool. We're good. Like, we're going to win this game. Like, And we, they have to win this game based off of what they did last week. There's no excuses. They should win this game. So like you said, fast forward a little bit. Coming come into the week, all right, cool. Or coming into the game. They score, they stop them, you know. We go up, what, 16 to 3, I think, at a point. It was 16 yeah. to 3, something like that. Yeah, 16 to 3. And then that might what, what was it going to have time? I don't know what it was going to have time, but I know yeah, it was up I, by I double digits. So pretty much like you yeah. yeah, exactly. So like like you said, why does every everything just stop? And it just stops at random moments in the game. Why? But as a Falcons fan, I'm I I can Feel the stops, if that makes sense to anybody else out there. If you're a Falcons fan, you might not, but I think me and Ryan kind of, like, you feel when certain stuff just stops. Right. And it's like, you, a lot of stuff was going right, and then, like, something just happens, and you're like, all right. It's about, like, the momentum's about to change. It's about to shift. Everything is just going a different way. I don't know why. And it's obviously it falls all on the head coaches and offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, all on their shoulders because I'll get to it with Dirk Cutter. Cause he's really the he's who I'm really really upset with him, and really just him. Well, of course Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's gonna get all the blame, but it's definitely Dirk Cutter one I'm really really upset with this week. But anyway, kind of go through how I was feeling throughout the rest of the game. Everything just stopped. Like you said, we had a good running attack. Gurley had 80 yards. Right. I think like 14 touches. Brian Hill actually did some good things as well. I don't know how many yards he had. He had, probably had somewhere in 40 50 range, but he had a lot of good touches and. That's what they predicate themselves on. That's all they've been talking about the past two years. They want to give themselves an identity, running the ball, and then obviously throwing like when we have to. But like they want to third, fourth quarter, they want to run the ball. They want to be able to run, run clock down, and you know, seal wins. Exactly. So tell me why he wants to run the ball and seal wins, but. I believe they just came off of scoring or either came off a field goal. It's the fourth quarter, like five minutes left. Right. And we're still up by 10, I think 26-16. Tell me why a drive lasted 11 seconds because we threw the ball three times in a row. Like. On our 15. On our own 15, we threw the ball three times in a row, and the drive lasted three seconds, so they got the ball back. 
and scored immediately. That's why? Yeah. Why that should that should not happen? Like, what? Do you, why are you talking about you want to run the ball and waste time and run the clock down with a lead, but you throw the ball three times on our own fifteen and a drive lasts eleven seconds? I, for the life of me, couldn't understand that. So guess what I did? I turned the game. I turned the game after that. Last five minutes, I turned the channel from the game because I was like, I'm not dealing with this because I know exactly what's going to happen because there's no reason we should be throwing the ball on our own 15 with 10-point lead with five minutes left. And you got Todd Gurley, you got Brian Smith, you got Edo Smith, you got everybody that can run the ball. You got a fullback and Keith Smith. But you want to throw the ball three times with 11 seconds left. That makes no sense to me. I mean, what, what you want you want to throw the ball three times in a row, make a drive last 11 seconds with five minutes left. That doesn't make any type of sense to me whatsoever. So, Dirk Curter, you need to be gone. Dan Quinn needs to be gone. Everybody needs to be gone. Like, the whole – or like, and that's the thing. Well, I'm about to get to it because I want to ask you, like, the, the Dan Quinn firing thing. Everybody's kind of, like, waiting on the notification, see when he's going to get fired. But the thing is, I feel like we can't fire him. And I'll give my kind of my, my points with that, but I'll let you kind of, you know, take the reins and make a little bit more about your, feel, about your feelings and everything that's going on. Like, why – you think we should fire Dan Quinn? You think we shouldn't fire Dan Quinn? Anything else you saw during the games before we go, you know, through these highlights and stuff? You know, I know there's more to get to. We can probably do this show for like the whole day, but you know, I'm gonna let you go. He should have been gone last week. That he was been it. Gone last week. <laughs> that was it, bro. I don't care. I don't care what disaster happened with. I'm gonna start with Seattle. Let's start with Seattle, yeah. bro. Look, start with Seattle. Look, and you get Todd Gurley. And God mm-hmm. bless the social media team of the <laughs> because they, with their chest, put these videos out because whoever <laughs> supervisor managed them tells them to post this video put, on their social media. Yep. <laughs> Bro, so let's start with Seattle. I mean, you get time, girl. You're having mm-hmm. all these videos, all these hype, the, the commentators, mm-hmm. the the summer NFL network. Yeah, man. The Falcons, man. Look, you might have Tom Brady. You mm-hmm. might have a Drew Brees in that conference. But don't don't sleep on the Falcons. They tell they tell us don't sleep on the Falcons every year. And yep, out of all every year. And out of all summer, everything that happened, we go into week one versus Seattle. I don't care how the game goes. I don't care what happens. You don't lose that game. You don't lose all. that game. That is a statement game saying that we are here, it's a new mm-hmm. season, and we're not here to play. And look, mm-hmm. yeah, gave it away. And, then, it and, away. And, and honestly, even though we never really led that game, we were mm-hmm. it was 14 to 12. Yep, we was right there at halftime, 14 to 12. 14 to 12. Out of nowhere, just, just out of nowhere, it, 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 like I said, it stopped. Okay? You lose this one. <laughs> Bro. I know I never played football. I ain't never put pads on. <laughs> it's always been basketball for me. But I've mm-hmm. seen this game and watched this game through my childhood. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm a young adult, to the point where I know how to win, how to analyze what I can do <laughs> with a football team in mm-hmm. order to win against my opponent. But never in my life I ever had an <laughs> issue of picking up a ball on an onside kick. I'm never on an onside kick. And that's where you draw the line. I don't care. What the, <laughs> I, I don't care. You up 20 to 3. Mm-hmm. 20 to 3. And then you lose. By, mm-hmm. Like, bro, you you go for two when you're up. 
Like mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> it just stopped. It stopped. It and then stopped. Again, week three, Chicago. Like I'm talking about, bro. Like <laughs> I get, I'm com- I'm coming off of a plane from Atlanta. I was in Atlanta this past week. I get off the plane. <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm I'm distracted watching it on my phone, trying to keep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, they're playing well. Cool. Everything is like y'all are answering us. And we're expecting to win. Like, mm-hmm. it played so well those first 30 yep. minutes of the other game. And then after mm-hmm. Brian, I mean, not Brian Hill. Brian Hill scored that touchdown in uh, the second quarter. Mm-hmm. After Todd Gurley uh, scored that touchdown, it stopped. Out, yep. Just stopped. And as, as you can see, in the Super Bowl, it stopped. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, the Thank year, um, you know, throughout that, throughout this whole phase, ever since the Super Bowl, it just stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe Dan Quinn should have should Dan Quinn should have been gone. And, yeah. and one thing I will say, if Dan Quinn is not going, now we're looking at Arthur Blank. Like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> what what are you looking at? Because at this yeah. point, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. fan can manage and coach better than y'all can. Evidently. Yep. So, <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> so I'm waiting. It's 12.48 Eastern Standard Time. Dan Quinn's job. I don't know what the hell is. So, Mm-mm. look, man. We got to do yeah. something quick. Fashion got to do something. And appreciate you for, you know, tuning in, Christian Peel. He says, in their defense, this is just me playing devil's advocate. And you playing a real hard devil advocate, too, because he said, but maybe the players didn't think the ball would go 10 yards. That's I was thinking that, too. But it's like, even in that moment, like, how the ball rolled, how it was tipping, like, I know the front line. Okay, let me. I said it last week in the show, but I'm gonna just replay what I said uh, with my guest Mo. I was like, "All right, we looked at the highlight, and I was like, okay, I understand.' Like they called a timeout before anything. Like I guess they called like I was pretty hard on the last because like, what are you calling a timeout for? Like, what what do you what is there to discuss specifically? What is there to discuss? But last night I watched uh, Green Bay and the Saints, and Green Bay actually called a timeout too. But they lined up a different way, and they had two kickers out. So I feel like they got an excuse. For us, it's just like they lined up regular onside kick, and then they called a timeout. I'm like, what did they call a timeout for? Like, what's gonna be, what's gonna happen? What are they talking about? Right. And then I was like, you know what? Something dumb finna happen. We finna lose this game because you know the way things are going. Like they scored two touchdowns back to back, or touchdown field goal about the two point or whatever. Like they're down by two. Something's gonna happen for us to lose this game. So they kicked the ball. You know, it's rolling. I'm like, all right, the way it's rolling, somebody just has to, you know, take. Take the lead, like be, take like be, like not even play hero ball, like literally right. just fall on it, like fall on it, like I'm, cause I'm pretty sure like the front line they probably had the, like they were told probably the to block and let Julio go and get it, but the thing is they didn't block, they just they backed it's up, just, right? Like, they just backed up, so it's like it's either I don't know if the coaches told them they just need to go block or if it's like rolling that way just back out, like so it's like halfway on the coaches, halfway on the players, cause I'm not giving, I'm not letting the coaches off the hook, I'm not letting the players off the hook. You just got to fall on the ball. The way it rolled, like, someone needs to fall on it. Fall. I don't care about it not going 10 yards or whatever. Like, it's slowly rolling. If you're not able to jump on a football and corral it and keep it by you, then you shouldn't be on the field anyway. You shouldn't be on the hands team anyway. If you're not able to do something as simple as that, you shouldn't be on the hands team. But like you said, I'm going to go back to Seattle. Like, because I had us, before the season even started, I had us marked 11-5. and five. And I was like, you know what? We're going to lose the game against Seattle because the last few years, like, we'll play them close in ways. But we'll we'll still lose the game. Like Russell is Russell's the real deal. Like yeah, he's, he's just the real deal in my eyes. Like as I I drafted him like out of a position I shouldn't even drafted him in fantasy, but he's proving dividends. He scored fifty for me yesterday. So anyway, like I said, I knew he was gonna lose that game. But I was like, you know what, Cowboys game. 
we shouldn't lose that one because they pretty much like us, young defense, explosive offense. But we we got the one, I felt like we had the chemistry and we got the I guess the vets in order to pull out a victory like that, even if it's in you know Dallas. So I was like, all right, should win that game. Obviously saw we should have won that game. What what transpired just has everybody talking, was gonna have everybody continue to be talking. But like you said, after that, I thought Dan Quinn was definitely out. I didn't exactly. want him to return this season, honestly. I knew he would return this season, but it's like I don't want him to. But exactly. anyway, he's here and he's our coach now. So I was like, all right, we lose last week. Bring it back forward to this week. Got a lot of, like I said before, had a lot of players out. Still played great with our backups, but like you said, everything just stops. And I'm trying to figure out why it just why it just stops out of nowhere. Like everybody just panics. Like for some reason, it's like they're like one like one little thing happens and everyone panics, like the entire team. Like, especially the defense though. Like, don't right. get me started on Isaiah Oliver. Oh. That boy is the sorriest. I'm sorry. Like, I want to be a support. I want to. I know he's, you know, in his third year, but I called it right when we drafted him. I was like, he's not going to be good. <laughs> like, I knew it from the jump when we drafted him. I was like, he's not gonna be good. He's not gonna be good at all. Like, he's gonna suck. And then it further <laughs> confirmed it for me when I remember I went to a Bengals game. What was it? I think it was his rookie year. So it was 2018. Yeah. Bengals game. I think AJ, I don't know if it was AJ Green or somebody. It was caught AJ the damn Green, touchdown. Yeah. It was AJ Green. Yeah. Caught the touchdown in the corner. And it wasn't really his fault. But it's like he had his hand was there and he could have tipped it if he would have put in just a little more effort. And I was like, all right. Yeah. He, he said, I was like, from then on, I've hated him. I was like, you know what? He sucks. He submitted. Sorry, they better not ever start him on a defense. Give up Trufant in the offseason. Don't sign any real corners besides Denard like two, three weeks before we start. And Denard's playing in um, like nickel packages in the slot. So it's like he's not even out on the edge. So I was like, all right, Isaiah Oliver starting this year. I already know I'm going to have a headache. Right. I know I'm going to have a headache. So go back to week one. I'm sorry I got, I'm talking so much. But going back to week one, coming out halftime, what does he do? And he tried, and he talked about it the week after, and said it wasn't a a technique thing. It was a he said it was a foot placement and like an angle thing. And I was like, "You're bullshitting me. It's not. You whiffed. You whiffed on the um because I used to play corner, and I'm not the, obviously I'm not in the league or nothing, but I know techniques and I know what you're supposed to do. He whiffed on the jam, so his footing was out of position. DJ Metcalf swam his ass and then went straight up the seam, and he was done from there. So I don't want to hear nothing about no foot placement. I don't want to hear nothing about none of that. You whiffed on the jam, and you was like, oh, shit. Whiffed, foot placement gone. DJ Metcalf zoomed by you, and he's right. open for the touchdown. Killed from there. Game was lost from there. I'm like, all right, yep, we're losing. I'm still watching the game, but we're going to lose this game. Exactly. Like, There's right. no coming back from that. They see that, they're like, oh, yeah, we're letting Russ cook for the rest of the game. And nobody could stop Tyler Lockett either on the crossing routes. Right. We're going to let Russ cook, you know. See stuff like that from our corners. And AJ Terrell, he ain't off the hook. He played terrible too. They just wasn't going to his side that much. And when he right. was on, when he was on Lockett, man to man, Lockett was tearing his ass up as well. So anyway, fast forward again, Dallas game. They both played terrible as well. <laughs> it mainly was on the coaching, but they played terrible too. Um, and then fast forward to, to Chicago yesterday. Why I'm saying he's so sorry. Allen Robinson catches the. I don't, I don't know what – I think it was a, a curl route. It was some type of route. He just came back, caught it. He's right. there for the tackle. Whip, just misses the tackle. Like, I don't even know. It just slipped out. It just slipped out of his, his, like, reach. I don't even know what type of tackle with form he had. Just missed. Missed the tackle. Right. I'm like, sorry. Bray Wilson's too small, so I already knew he was going to get stiffed on. 
Get out of here. Sorry. Allen Robinson takes it to the house. Touchdown. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Right. Like, our corners are the sorriest corners in the NFL. And Period. Why, why, can't, why haven't we fixed that? We have been bad at the same stuff, stuff for yeah. years. The for same years. stuff. <laughs> We've been bad at the same stuff for years. And mm-hmm. I don't understand. At all. I don't understand. Like, what do y'all not get, bro? Like, I feel like take who, whoever's the number one Georgia high school football coach, he mm-hmm. can take the Falcons to a victory. Yeah, take him to something. <laughs> like, something. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, this has to be. And, and my thing is, you know, I like to really think deep about a lot of mm-hmm. things just in the world, period. <laughs> and Justin Hardy said uh, something. Uh, he had tweeted something after the Cowboys lost. Mm-hmm. And he said, karma is real. Now, uh, when I saw um, it, I'm like, bro, like, you're not even on the team no Team more. anymore. Yeah, what like, happened? What are you talking about? But then I looked at the comments and I read his responses. And he did say, he just said, um, he says, I'm like, if you know, you know, it's something dealing with up top. So mm. something with Arthur Blank, Thomas Dimitrov, yep. and Dan Quinn, it's, some little, it's something that they got mm. going on to where that they can't break this bond. Yeah. Because this is, now I'm thinking that, like, look, Arthur Blank, you need to start moving quick, fast, and hurry. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm going to want you to sell the team. Because yep. you have to do this. <laughs> we from Atlanta, Georgia. We're Georgia. from the we're from the ATL. Everyone mm-hmm. from all of the country wants to come to Georgia. And Georgia is mm-hmm. the, we are packed. We are full of at capacity. People want to come to Georgia, mm-hmm. and we can't have a football team to be proud of with a city with so much <laughs> to offer. And I, I just I, I just don't understand. Right. And I thought you know Arthur Blank. Knew what city he was in when we had a great 2012 <laughs> season. Well, I mean, season we had a great 2012 uh, season, yeah. and then the Super Bowl season. Great. Look, did you see how like just awesome time was in Atlanta when we almost mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl 2012 and made it to the Super Bowl 2016? Yeah. Like that was like, and I just don't know. And I, I'm going to get on mm. the Hawks as well, and not really bashing the yeah. Hawks. But, and, you know, yeah. I'm going to talk about the Braves as well. Uh, as, as <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I just don't know, man. So, honestly, mm-hmm. bro, if Arthur Blank can't fire Dan Quinn, then they, he needs we need to try to see how can he sell this team. How can we yeah. get something else going? Something. Because another thing, and I'm going to let you go. Uh, I'm going to let you uh, mm-hmm. speak in a second. Mm-hmm. It's just like. The Falcons are a team who draft great players, mm-hmm. players who deserve Pro Bowls, players who have been in the Pro Bowls. But for the most part, we have those undrafted uh, rookies that kind of shine and step up. We have those mm-hmm. sleeper draft picks that shine and pick mm-hmm. up. So for the most part, Matt, for in the, we have a good core for the future, mm-hmm. but we wasted. Every single time, every yep. single time, Julio is Julio is on the downhill. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. Matt yeah. Ryan has at least about three seasons left on his contract, and it's still mm-hmm. too long, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and you got a you got a looking like a downhill Ty Gurley as well. But you have mm-hmm. so many players that's capable of 
still keeping the Atlanta tradition. Mm-hmm. And we we can't move forward unless we get a coach and a manager who know how to keep winning. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I didn't mean to get too. No, too, you, yeah. I told you this is a safe space. This is a safe space. This is our venting time. We've we've gone through a lot these past two weeks, like a, a lot. So. Whatever you guys say, like I said, you can get it off your chest. And I'm just thinking about, like you just said, I didn't even know about – I knew Justin Hardy obviously didn't get re-signed. He wasn't on the team. But when he, I didn't even realize he said something like that. So it's like that definitely – it's now got me thinking. It's opening my eyes a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it definitely got to be something up top. Like, right. got to be something up top. I don't know what it sp- specifically may be. Because even, like, all the players, like, they still kind of, you know, got his back. And, like, as a player, like, obviously players want to have coaches' backs. You know, they don't want to talk bad about the coach. They want, want to keep a, a cool, clean locker room, make sure everybody got that same camaraderie, that brotherhood or whatever they be talking about, and, you know, keep keep things rolling. But at this point, I know, like, there was so many, like, tweets and things, like, yesterday, like, uh, I guess from, like, reporters, inside reporters or whatever that covered the Falcons and saying, like, you know, certain guys stood up and talked to the team, like Dante right. Fowler and all these other people. And it's like, Dante Fowler is new to the to the group. So exactly. it was like for him, people he's not used to this shit. He's not used to it at all. Like he, he all. came from the he was just he coming off of a Super Bowl um appearance with you know with the Rams or whatever. Not you know two years ago, two years right. removed. But still, like he, he not really used to this. And like for him to be the first one to stand up and have to say something, like the other guys, the key leaders that's been in the locker room, been there for two, three, four years, like y'all should be getting up and exactly. saying something. Y'all need to be you know, getting in everybody's ass and trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. Like, why are we not finishing games if it's really us or it's the coaching staff? It's definitely a mix of both. But it's like, why it take somebody that's new to the team to, you know, to stand up and, like, speak. Exactly. Speak that's and real. just, you know, put, put put some fire in everybody's heart. So it's like, I don't know if certain guys, it's like, I think it, one thing I do think our, our problem is we ain't got, like, I be looking around the league, looking at other different people's games and stuff. And I for sure can say with all my heart, I know we don't have, players that have that same we don't have players that have that same heart drive and physical finesse to them like a lot of other players do around the league like we got like i don't even want to call them pretty boys they're not even really pretty boys it's just like i don't know what to specifically call them but we don't really got all like we don't got dogs like that there's certain players obviously certain key players we can point out that like got that dog julio grady you know even calvin really showing his you know showing his stripes like i already knew he's gonna have a big year as well um, Deion Jones, you know, here and there, I think he's still, I don't know if it's in the back of his mind, but that little injury that he had um, right. early last year or the year before that, I think that's still in his head or whatever. But, you know, it's certain guys that even Keanu Neal to an extent, like even him coming off of an injury, like he don't really look the same, but he's still coming out and hitting. Right. It's like we got certain, certain specific guys that will come out and like play that got that dog. But as a team, as a culture, as an organization, it's just not there no more. And that's where it's like, it's coming, it's, where stuff needs to change with with the with the you know from the top like you said head coaches Thomas Dimitrov it's like exactly. he like certain like key little things he'll get guys here and there but overall yeah he just I don't think he's bringing the right talent to the team Dan Quinn's not able to coach these guys the right way anymore exactly. it just needs to be a change from top to the bottom but before we hop into the highlights I wanted to first get your take I know you've been saying Dan Quinn needs to be gone and fired but like um and I guess I'll talk about it a little bit but. What do you think, like, if he is fired, like, what do you see the outcome coming from that? Like, what what do you think is the next steps? Like, how, how are we going to, I guess, go through the season? Because we got, what, 13 games left? Yeah, 13. 
13 long games. Um, honestly, long. one, I, I don't know what's up with the players still defending this man. I'm not in that locker room, but I think all of them are kind of possessing mm-hmm. in a sunken place because ain't no way that's what I'm, like, I'm, that's, for a man that's like what I'm that. saying. You know, I know that, you know, I had my experience in sports. I'm staying on top of it. I'm a winner. Mm-hmm. These players yeah. ain't winning. So I don't know what's going on. However, um, I think there will be definitely a change of mindset. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, I think the player. I'm 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 gonna sit here and really think that the players know that they're in a bad situation. I wanna. I know yeah. Julio knows <laughs> that Dan Quinn is a bad coach. All this stuff. Yeah. How Julio loves Dan Quinn. No, he don't. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. <laughs> um, these play, and I feel like it's something where the players have to come together and. Mm-hmm. You know, the players have to just come together and be like, look, I know we're in a bad situation, so we got to yeah. do this for ourselves. But I think there should be a change of perspective when we get a new coach, change of a mindset. There's going to be, I feel like, a different coach will hold these players accountable because it's evident mm-hmm. that they're not held accountable in practice. Yeah, like something. I feel like, yeah. like there will be a missed assignment or if someone misses a tackle or somebody, you know, is in a different zone coverage, mm-hmm. if a mistake happens in practice, it could be a little mistake. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dan Quinn yep. like, hey, but in the game, though, you're going to do this. All right, boys. <laughs> or he'd be like, yeah, he's like, it's not crazy. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, get that next time. Though. Like, yeah, like yeah. little stuff. Just slides like, by it. Probably. I mean, in my basketball experience, if we run it through a play and we miss a layup, we either go run or we're going to run the play over again mm-hmm. until we make the layup. You know, I don't, I don't exactly. care. You got to get it right in practice. So I don't think they're getting yep. it right in practice because it's evident, like, they're not – something's not clicking. And I think a new coach mm-hmm. will bring in a real logical mindset, stop this brotherhood mess. The brotherhood was gone after yep. 28 and 3. Gone. <laughs> it was gone yep. after that. So <laughs> I just think we need someone – who knows how to coach this team because, bro, why do we have so many great players? Like, we have players that mm-hmm. teams wish they could have. We are loaded. Yep. We should have been dominating <laughs> the NFL for, yep. for, for the whole decade of 2010 to 2020. In exactly. the beginning of this decade, we are supposed to still dominate. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Because after we lost Vic, <laughs> we had we had the Brian Leftwich and the Joey Harrison phase. Then you yep. draft Matt Ryan. Yep. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan yep. scores a touchdown on his first play of his, his first play. We should have been dominating since two thousand eight. Come on now. No, it makes no sense. You need somebody that know what they're doing. Dan Quinn and all this. <laughs> exactly, it, 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 it's evident. And I'm, my thing is, if Dan Quinn gets fired now. Who do we hire? And I'm asking. I'm asking. That's you, what I'm saying. That, no, that's why. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm getting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. That's why I'm saying. Like, that's why I asked you the question first. Because the thing is, like, of course, typically when people, when coaches get fired midseason, typically it's not that that common they get fired midseason. Right. I think oh shit, Bobby Petrino walked out on us, but you know, it's typically not you know normal for people to get fired midseason. So it's like typically when that happens, an interim coach, you know, inside the organization. Will take over typically a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator, whoever's kind of like next in line. Right. My thing is, I don't trust any of our offensive coordinators, and Dan Quinn's the defensive coordinator. I don't trust Raheem Morris. Like, I don't know if it's like, actually Raheem Morris is the only one I will give maybe a chance to, 
only sure. because like he's not really running the show right now. It's Dan Quinn running the show. And I feel like maybe he'll have some type of turn of tide. And he's also an African-American guy. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just, it's just he's like just giving him an opportunity, giving him a chance. Dirk Cutter, no. Hell no. They better not think about If they do fire him, they better not think about giving him the reins to this team. They better not. I don't, and that's what I'm saying. There's nobody else I really trust. So it's like an interim coach. It's like, how do we even? We can't even go to that step because I don't trust. I don't want anybody in this organization. I don't want anybody under Dan Quinn to be taking over the reins of this team because all we're gonna, we might as well just let Dan Quinn run the rest of the show. <laughs> right. We might as well. But then again, that's gonna be more headaches for us. That's gonna be way more headaches for us. And that's the thing. I don't know if I'd rather have Dan Quinn continue to run the show and for us to continue to lose in this form or fashion, or if I want somebody else under him to take over and we still just start losing. I don't know if it's right. going to be same form or fashion, but we just lose in general. Like, I don't know which one would be better or which one's going to be worse. Cause like, I know a bunch of Falcons fans, not me in particular. I'm not ready to give it up just yet. Just because the saints lost the bucks are two and one, but they're two and one against who they beat. They beat freaking, they beat Carolina and they beat yeah. uh, another weak team yesterday. Oh, the Chargers yesterday with Justin Herbert. So it's like they they still have something to prove. They lost against the Saints, and right. you know everybody has a pretty tough schedule in our division. Obviously, we gotta play each other two times. So it's like the division's still up for grabs. So I'm not ready to just give up everything yet. Exactly. But looking at wild card, even with that extra wild card spot, it's difficult to even project us even make it because NFC West. I think for sure three of them teams probably might go. I know the Rams lost yesterday in a close one, but they the way they came back in that form and fashion that was crazy. They still right. got they got the Cardinals who lost last second as well. So they're two and one. Rams are what two and, either one or two. No, they're two and one as well. And then San Francisco's two and one, being the Giants yesterday. And then Seattle's obviously undefeated. So somebody it's somebody right. in that division. There's three of them probably that's gonna end up going. And then even the Bears, the Bears, like we're not on top of it yet. We'll get back on top of it with them when we talk about the highlights or whatever. But they're three and zero off exactly. you know, the courtesy of us. Aaron Rodgers is three and zero. You know, the Vikings, they'll probably start to click and find their rhythm towards the end of the season because that's typically what they normally do. Exactly. It's like there's a bunch of teams in the NFC that's like vying for those those uh wild card spots. So it's like if we don't pick it up soon, like literally next week against Green Bay, like we're already probably over for it. We're probably already on for it. We're pick it if we don't pick it up within which, these like next week and it, it which is probably not gonna happen. Like we're down, we're looking at an 0 and 4 hole with 12 games left. And was probably going to take ten to at least ten and six, eleven and five to get a wild card spot and or win the division. Well, yeah, probably not even um, win the division. Win the division is probably going to be twelve and four. Honestly, bro, um, it's just so Atlanta. Green Bay might be the game we win. <laughs> Green Bay might just be the <laughs> game we win. Just out of all, and I'm seeing a few people tweeting that too. Yeah, Green Bay. Just, you know doing. what? Matt Ryan's going to be forty and six. 40 for 60, four yep. touchdowns, Todd Griffin, <laughs> uh, two rushing touchdowns for 200 yards. Calvin Ridley has a uh, – <laughs> Julio gets a touchdown. Like, I just – Grady Jerry gets – I just I just It'd feel like we're just going to just dominate Green Bay because that's just what dominate. Falcons do. They are so – Falcons bad. do. And my thing is, bro, and I'm still hopeful for a playoff berth. Now – my thing is, as a fan, I'm still a fan. I'm always going to represent because this is my team. I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. But got, yeah, it's got to. where you can't, you can't mentally take us out the playoffs until we're out the mm-hmm. playoffs. 
playoffs. Yep. <laughs> until, until it's mathematically impossible for us to make the playoffs, we're still in it. Some way, right. somehow, we're so, going to be there. And then, you know, I also think about the division, our division rivals of like, okay, look, we haven't played a division game yet. If we Let's just say if mm-hmm. we beat Buccaneers, Saints, and Carolina both times, mm-hmm. we're good mm-hmm. to go. If we if we yep. get six win if we're six for six yep. out of those three teams, <laughs> and along with because I, I here here's my thing though, Atlanta is gonna get it together eventually this season. I'm eventually, not saying that it gonna, just, yep. I'm not gonna say they're making the playoffs. I'm not saying that we can get get to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying there's gonna be a point in time this season where they're just gonna be playing really great, and it could be yep. they're playing great at the right time or they're gonna be playing great at the wrong time. But either way, it's like bro, last year, wrong time. You know what I'm saying? So I just think, bro, <laughs> it's I start like like we like like we had on our last you know topic. Dan Quinn has to go in order for this team to even move forward. Honestly, yeah, it has to move forward. But, I can see I, that. but yeah, you know it's it's possible. It's possible that we can make a change. Who who is there to say? I said this last week. I said who is there to say that we can't win the next fourteen games? Now I'm here this week. Mm-hmm. Who is there to say that we can't win the next thirteen? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'm crazy for saying it, but that's just that's yeah. just my love for the team. That's just yeah. my love for the city. So yeah. Yep, exactly. Like you said, it's like we we here to stay. Like you said, there's no switching up. It's like somebody else got to go before we gonna go. And that's right. the type of fans I, I I wish we had more of for the Falcons organization. But kind of like what you just said, man. It's like I'm still hopeful. Like you said, they're gonna get together at some point, just like last year. It's like whether it's gonna be at the right time or wrong time. Last year, it's like I'm not for tanking, but it's like, bro, y'all might as well have started losing a few of the games at the end because we end up with a mid pick, what 19th yeah. pick, something like that. Something like. Why? Like no, like no point in re- and now you messing up the you messing up your future because now you wasn't able to get one of the top two corners and right. we had to not really settle. But you know we got AJ Terrell. He's a good talent. I'm not gonna knock yeah. him at all. So I know I talked about him, bad about him earlier, but you know we got a good talent AJ Terrell. But it's like you're messing up certain parts of the future that we're gonna eventually need. Like if you knew in the offseason you wasn't gonna resign certain corners and let people walk, you right. gonna you need like you. Shouldn't have been winning that exactly. much towards the end because what are we playing for? We already knew we was out of the playoffs, like at at the eight game mark. We won exactly. in seven. Ain't no ain't no way in hell we finna make the playoffs. I know, like you said, we we both be hopeful and stuff. You know, of course, like until right. we're mathematically out, we're still in it. But one in seven last year, I'm like, nah, we're not, we're not, we're not making it. Period. Yes. Like we have the best we can go with nine and seven, and it was already teams that. Like I don't who who made it. I think ten and six got into the you know got into wild card last year. So anyway, like I said, I, I'm still hopeful that at some point they're gonna get together. I know they will, but it's like exactly. they're not right. mentally tough at all. And yeah, I don't know if it's is- because, like you said earlier, the practice, the way they practice, they're not you know fixing certain mistakes. You know, maybe the coach is not getting in their ass enough. Like right, it's something to where they're not mentally tough enough or mentally capable of finishing a game out. At I, all, and it's just—it's honestly just sad to see. I want to make one point, and what you just said, like what we just agreed mm. on about practice, bro. God, like I said mm. before, God bless the social media team of the Falcons. <laughs> bro, you, I, I, I unfollowed the Falcons last night, but you did. Before, yes, I might unfollow them today. A few games before, um, the, I mean, a few days before the Cowboys game, mm. they posted a video. 
of the players playing some game in the locker room, bro. Like they're oh yeah, they, yeah, they do. And yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> they do like a day in a life following around, and, and two I'm people had like, it straight. I think Keith Smith had it, and then Young Young Oku or whatever had it yeah, had it as well. They both playing too. Playing, yeah, yeah, they had him on the yeah. Like, it's, I was like, "What are y'all doing, bro?" Like, I know it might be some downtime, but it, watch some film. Like, y'all bro, just came off of a game what, where y'all lost off an of onside kick. And what grinded my gears? What grinded my gears even before losing to the onside kick? They post a video of Tack <laughs> getting on the plane. Are you serious, bro? And Tack gets hurt in the first quarter, so he's not yep. available. And then now. Yeah. <laughs> We lose. I was just like, y'all, y'all, they're not focused. They're not focused. We are Nobody's focused. <laughs> oh, my God. I just can't. It's said they're not. Like, I can't do it. I'm, I might unfollow them, too, because I just remember, like, yeah, they do be posted, like, they'd be having people do day in the life. Like, if y'all, like, I know we're still young, but it'd be, like, the young social media interns and stuff that be having right. them do, like, this little, all this little stuff here and there. I'm just like. If you don't show me them in the film room breaking down some exactly. breaking down how to fall on the ball next time, I said what I want to see. I want to see, I want to see a play in practice where somebody lights somebody up. Right. A practice squad player light he lights them up or something. I need to see to where I know, like, all right, come in the next week. I got some more confidence about this team to where they're gonna get it right. They're gonna get it together. I don't need to see them playing. I don't even know what the game is called. Slap ball, slam ball. Right. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see nobody in the ice tub. I don't need to see nobody talking to and eating wings and stuff. I don't need none of that. I want exactly. to see some type of production to where I know that they're going to be better in the co- in the coming weeks, so I can have some type of faith and be able to talk sports with somebody and 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 have to not have to defend them each week for losing like this. So, Bro, like, man, I mean, I think you know you know what we're on the verge of. We're on the verge of feeling so down, sick. Depressed, <laughs> miserable, just how Stephen A. Smith is down, sad, depressed, <laughs> miserable about his New York Knicks. Because Knicks. the Falcons, yep. the Falcons, like, bro, like, I, I was in denial for so long. Like, we're not, we're, we're not a Cleveland Browns team. We're yep. not, a, you know, that loses for, for, for years at a time. We're not a, um, mm-hmm. a Buffalo Bills. We're not, you know, we're not one of those mm-hmm. teams that's just just has no hope. We're not. Because we're in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta is a great city. We just, we just Atlanta. But mm-hmm. we're on the verge of, I, I think we're there. I think, I, yeah, think, my, I think we're there. Yeah. Out, like, in inside, we're, like, we're still trying to cope with it. Like I said, outside, people looking in, it, they've been clowning us and been talking about it forever. Like, and I, it might be, they might be, it might be true. I've been saying it, too. Like, I'm coming around to it. Like, that Mike Vick curse might be true. Like something like you said before, something at the top of the organization, like something inside the organization going on funky that we don't know is probably true. So yes. you know, and you know, I know. like I said, I think about things, bro. I think about <laughs> things. Atlanta. First of all, y'all let y'all y'all Vic y'all let Vic go. Mm-hmm. Y'all let Vic go. Vic still balling in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know that strike. Didn't that, bring him back. Yeah. No, no, strike one. Strike two is that. We didn't make no adjustments, or it took us. We was right there at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in 2012, and yep. we was nowhere near close until 2016. And then mm-hmm. not only in 2016 we blow a 28-3 lead. That's strike two. Two. <laughs> On some real deep psychological stuff, bro. 
and I'm not playing no games. I'm so serious <laughs> when I say this. Did you know that the Falcons tore down a church building to make oh, yeah. way yep. for the Mercedes-Benz yep. Stadium? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I followed one of my guys out of class where he be talking about he a Falcons fan too. I might have to get him on with all of us. But yeah, he said something about he's like he's like that's that karma. He's like that's that curse. Y'all to knock down them church buildings to build up that little Mercedes Benz Stadium, and it's probably true. Probably we built. I think we probably built on because you know how some churches be having cemeteries on the outside of it. I think those those churches did. But we probably in some graves or something like we probably built over some graves who even knows like it, it Bro. it's probably some real deep stuff god definitely punishing us for that bro right. and, and, and and my thing is i mean i don't know maybe i'm tripping there was nothing wrong with the georgia dome i feel like there was nothing wrong i i understand like i would know it's just all about money it's just yeah. about money because like the venues like obviously they held certain type of stuff in there but it's like a lot of other teams and cities was getting these new art like newly built stadiums and stuff honestly i'm gonna be truthful with you i the mercedes-benz stadium is what i would like you know sofa stadium you know the new uh, stadium they got out in la for the Chargers and rams right that's what i was hoping mercedes-benz stadium would be that is a thousand times better than what Mercedes Stadium is to me, because right. I be looking up at that little, the little opening. I'm like, who thought of that? Like, what yeah, artist exactly. put that together? That's just so stupid. Because like, I know you, you probably been inside of it or whatever, but it's like you know how it's a circle hole or whatever. It's supposed to kind of like make it outside feel like. Yeah, it's just a hole, bro. Like it's still covered. Like everybody, yeah, you're like, still covered. So right. it's like literally just like a little hole that just goes straight onto like the field. Yeah. Like it's not even really like an open stadium i was like this was so stupid who thought of this bro it was so dumb but like the sofa stadium it literally it opens up for real like it's like right. a, it's it makes sense i'm like all right that's what that's what i was hoping like something like us and they and they're i like they're like i like their little you know full whatever 360 little screen board as well yeah. ours isn't bad but it's just like the whole thing was so stupid to me i was right. like yeah. Who thought of this, bro? But like you said, like nothing was wrong with the Georgia Dome. It got super. It got a bunch of memories. I yeah, love like, going there. But I mean, all I can and all I can say, we can move on to whatever next topic. The Georgia Dome mm -hmm. could just be a little refurbished. That's all y'all had to do. Yeah, like something, like just something. Yeah, I didn't think they have to build because I don't. They didn't have to build all the way out like that because a lot of it is like, um, what you call it. Like the outside part of it, I think it's kind of like what they built, like that little Home Depot backyard right. thing, like all this other extra shit that they built around it is like, I think kind of what went to, cause like, I don't like, cause when I obviously being down there, it's like, it's literally kind of like right beside it, but it's like all that extra shit that they built exactly. is what kind of probably took over the church stuff. I was like, you didn't even need to do all that, honestly, like yeah, at all. You didn't, that wasn't necessary. Like you said, you could have just kind of. This song, I know they probably wanted some type of outside type feel or something like uh, the city thing is cool to look at or whatever, like the outlook of the city, or whatever. But it's like, I ain't have to build over no churches, bro. Now you got us going through it, like right, going through it because through it because I'm pretty sure that's that, that makes perfect sense. That's probably exactly what happened. Yeah, um, I, yeah, but yeah, man. I, if you want, I don't, we can go through these highlights real quick. Yeah, I can stop Paul and we can talk a little bit about you know what's going on. So, you know, 13 minutes long. Let's see what's going on with the with the highlights. This is just their first drive. I mean, they didn't do too much. They got to move. Oh, we didn't even talk about it really. The the uh, the quarterback change. I almost forgot about it. Oh. 
pause, pause the film. The quarterback pause, change. Wait, pause the film. Pause the film. I'm like, the quarterback pause. change. Because even pause. like, I was like, Paul, I totally forgot about this. Totally forgot about this. Nick Foles? Nick Foles. (laughs) Nick Foles. Boy, what? Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Man. Like, I know he done had some great years, great backup years, great starting years. Brought Philadelphia to the championship when Carson Wentz went down. You know, went went to the Jags, got his money. Went to the Jags and got his money. You know, and then obviously went to Chicago. They picked him up because they weren't confident in Mitch Trubisky. But this man coming off an injury, he ain't really played Nick like Foles. that. Like coming in the middle of the game, Nick second, third, what well, third quarter? Third quarter came in the middle of the game. He Nick he has that. He had his stats look like as if he started the game. He had like three hundred something throwing yards, three TDs. He threw three tubs, three TDs. Oh my god! I, I don't even know how that even went over our like my head. Like I, they I literally made a quarterback change. We Nick caught Foles. an interception on like his first two, three passes, and we still lost to Nick Foles, bro. I might have just given him respect. He might be the greatest. I don't even know. I don't even know what category the greatest something type of quarterback. I don't even know. Like greatest. If you need somebody to come in and win the game for you. That's the quarterback you go to. That's the award that I guess he wins, like the the go to quarterback award. Because that man came in and Nick Foles won the game. Like I forgot, totally forgot. Nick Foles came in off injury, off not playing. Yeah, that's um, just a testament to our secondary. Our secondary, I took from the beginning, hey, our secondary. But that, and and that's where you draw the line. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. So now, if there's any speculation, well, maybe it's the players, or maybe should Dan Quinn really? No, no, Dan Quinn, you're done. You're done. He needs done. to be done right now. Like, yeah. If look, if I play for the Falcons, I'm not stepping on that practice field if Dan Quinn is still. I seen a tweet saying, or somebody said, if uh, Dan Quinn goes, then Julio gonna request a trade. Bye. And you have gotten so used to losing that you have lost that winning spirit in yourself. Mm-hmm. Julio, if you if, if you got a problem with um Dan Quinn yeah. being gone. You done. You can leave <laughs> He said he gonna request a trade. Bye. That's more money on the books for us. And I'm a Julio guy. I love him, man. I'm gonna always have this jersey. I'm gonna always rock this jersey. But like I said, I don't I don't see I don't think. I mean, he don't got his like you say. He probably don't lost that one, that one edge, one spirit a little bit. He's still regarded right. as the best receiver in the game. It's just like, and he don't really get no fault for. He ain't gonna get no fault for anything that's going on. It's just like he's kind of like the he's the victim in all of this. So it's like, exactly. I don't, I don't. I'm hoping not. I don't think he backs Dan Quinn as hard <laughs> as it seems. Like I feel like maybe Dan Quinn, you know, gets fired and Julio goes out and has another three hundred yard game, three 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 hundred yard games in a row type Julio. Exactly. That's what I want to see. Like you might, you like, all right, this is exactly what I needed. Like weights lifted off my shoulder, my hamstring feeling better. You know, I ain't got to deal with this man no more. I'm gonna go out and get this three hundred yards, three games straight. I'm about to make some history somehow, some way. But they need to um, clean house, man. They just got a clean house, like clean house. Honestly, like I said, I, I'm willing to keep 11 players. You know, I'm willing to keep 15 players from the roster, and then I'll go get some XFL players. I, I'm that's, that's how I'm feeling right now. 
I always love XFL players because they're going to be more hungry and more willing oh, to yeah. do something than these cats out here trying to play. I'll keep 15 and I'll go get some XFL players and we can ride with that for the rest of the season. I bet we make the playoffs. I bet. <laughs> and that would be great. That would be so amazing, man. Like, I don't know what it's going to take, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a report. And, like, my mm-hmm. thing is, bro, mm-hmm. I thought I was really done with the Falcons, but this is kind of like, I just want to know how how deep my misery will go. I'm going to still <laughs> It's like we torturing ourselves. We're like, let's let's push ourselves to the edge. Let's see how much more I can take before I really just lose my lose my cool and just go off the rails and just be like, no, at this thing. Because like before today, I was writing up a draft. I was about to present it on my little share screen and be like, look, I am entering the fan transfer portal. Respect my decision. It's been a great ride since '96. I've been with y'all since out the womb. But you know what? I can't deal with it anymore. These last two weeks, I've really shown you know your true your true colors, and you know respect my wishes. I'm entering the fan transfer portal. But you know what? I woke up kind of like you now, and I had a little bit brighter spirit. Right, just a little bit, just like this much, like this much. But I bet next week they crush the rest of it. But I woke up with this much spirit, and you know I'm gonna hang on for I'm gonna hang on for another week, and we're gonna see where this goes because it's a new week. I'm trying to take Dan Quinn's approach. The little bit that I like from Dan Quinn, you know, it's the new week. You know, right. what we'll watch the film. We'll watch the film right now, and we'll throw it away. And maybe you know we'll learn from it. We'll learn from it, and then we'll move on to Green Bay next week. So hopefully, we're moving on without Dan Quinn. But you know, I'll let the uh, tape roll again for a little bit. I know we can we can talk talk through this as well because I know there's a few more points we probably want to get in. Let me turn this down a little bit. There we go. Man, what a just, just I forgot to even make some certain points too. Like we you forgot like I forgot to even mention we've been making history through this. We've been literally making history. I don't I forgot what the the thing was yesterday. Sorry my camera went out, but uh the thing yesterday was something about uh the first team in history to lose back-to-back 15-plus games in fourth quarter with five minutes left. So I don't know. We're right. just making history throughout this, throughout all of this. And it's crazy to see, like, like there's teams that make history 0-16 lines and everything, but we're making history, and we're coming out – like, we're winning the games. We're winning. We're literally winning and then losing right. the last few seconds of games and making history. Like, that don't sit right with my spirit. <laughs> we've been like we it's just so much that you just have to just think about when you when you when you watch the film. Yep. Like I said, yep. who's holding Yeah, I just realized. Oh my fault. You good. Oh no, you straight. You know, we just um like who's holding who accountable? Like what is saying in those huddles? Every Sunday, that Falcon social media team posts a video of someone <laughs> saying a, a pregame speech. <laughs> what is what is being said off camera? <laughs> hey y'all, let's see what we can pull yep. today. Like, what, what <laughs> who's paying y'all to stop playing the game that you get paid to? Like, who, who who's telling y'all to just be like Space Jam and 
when Michael Jordan exactly. lost all his and all the NBA superstars lost their skin. Who, who, just what happened? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, yep. what, what, what? Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so much. Is just wanna baffling. Is is honestly baffling. I just I don't even remember who missed the kick or missed the uh, extra point. Right now, like you said, I forgot. I'm throwing it back to last week. The Cowboys. Like, I wasn't even this mad last week when I was talking to the Cowboys and my other guy, but I forgot. Like Dan, like you said, I think you mentioned it though. Dan, we went for two. What do you want for two for, bro? Why did you go right. for two up? You went for two up by like still double digits, bro. Like kick the field goal. If we kick the field goal, we wouldn't win in overtime. Who knows what would have happened? Kick the field goal. I wouldn't even cared about the onside kick as much. But you went for two up double digits already. And talking exactly. about some, I don't even know who in his analytics department is talking to him or what. But everybody needs to go. That's what I'm saying. I can't trust anybody that's under Dan Quinn's like wing whatsoever. Like all the way from the top man to the bottom man, they might need to fire the janitor at this point. Whoever's washing the jerseys, <laughs> he might need to go. Like from top to bottom, if you are on this staff right now with Dan Quinn, you have to go. Like we will like, find, is- we will find others. To fill this your spot for the season. This is a joke. And then like my thing is, and and, and I and I did kind of uh realize throughout the show that this is a Falcon show. So I, I mentioned something yeah. about bringing up the Hawks. However, look at the Hawks mm-hmm. now. We have the Hawks are in a good position. They got Trey mm-hmm. Young, you got Cam Reddish, you got DeAndre Hunter, you got John mm-hmm. Collins, Clint Capella. They have they they got them a a, a squad now. And, and yep. yes, we was in the rebuild mode, but they did the rebuild the right way. And the thing mm-hmm. is, the Hawks did exactly what the Falcons haven't done. They cleaned house. They got booted hoes yep. out of here. They got people who was under booted hoes out of here. Everything is going. Yep. The Hawks are different. You got actual real professionals yep. in there, real businessmen. <laughs> you who has the experience with the Golden State Warriors, yep. has transformed the Warriors, the Hawks, yep. And the Hawks are looking like a team that could possibly be like the Boston Celtics with the two wings of DeAndre Hunter mm-hmm. and Cam Reddish. You got you a solid big mm-hmm. man. You know, you got you just got many different factors and you got a superstar yep. box office player like Trey Young. The Hawks did yep. what the Falcons haven't done. And the Falcon what the Falcons Yes, what done, they refuse to do. Get rid of Dan Quinn, Thomas Dimitrov, and uh everyone else who was under them. And I guarantee you, yep. if someone else that, that that's out there who knows how to handle this mm-hmm. organization, that knows how to get the right players, yep. the right coaches, and to make things work, because this is ridiculous, 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 like ridiculous. Like, look at this. We're still moving the ball. It's ten to sixteen. Nice little run and by Gurley. Gurley got the touchdown. Is that? Yeah, got the touchdown. Now this is the third quarter. I know it's a little blurry. Sorry. For everybody, you know, watching whatever, but you know, you guys probably watch the game as well. You already know what what the time is, the score is, all that. So, I kind of, I'm about, to, I might fast forward towards the end, honestly, because I'm gonna get to that drive that I was talking about. They probably not gonna show it in the highlights, but we, oh my god, it's still kill. That's what I'm saying, Dirk Cutter. If they think about firing Dan Quinn in the next few hours and put Dirk Cutter as head coach, I might, I might resign from being a fan. Look, another pick, like pick. Trish because like, he's out, out of there. And like I'm like, bro, how do you let this man? Like I'm like, we got some momentum. We're doing some stuff. Exactly. You ain't supposed to let Mr. Bisky. You ain't supposed to let Mr. Bisky tackle you. That's that's crazy. I'm uh, thinking about it. Yeah, that's crazy. And then the same thing, kind of like last week too. Oh, here comes the ad. But you know, it gives me time to talk. But just same thing like last week as well. 
last week we would do stuff like that. Like, and who was it? Oh, it was. It's funny. It was Jock again. Jock tweeted. He was like, as a former Falcons fan, I already knew we weren't scoring. We weren't scoring a touchdown <laughs> off of a turnover. Exactly. And you know I what? It resonates. Is right. He's right. He's absolutely right because last week we was getting turnovers. When we got turnovers, we scored, but we were scoring field goals. We weren't scoring touchdowns. And right. same thing right here. Wasn't able to score a touchdown. Score. We had to kick a field goal. And this stuff adds up. Obviously, you see, because last last week when we we honestly could have scored close to sixty points last week if we would have scored every time we tu- we got a turnover, exactly. we could have got sixty points because we should we should have had twenty one points if we just scored touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. Those three times they fumbled, and then we scored twenty. We scored thirty something ourselves, like just pure offense driving down the field and scoring. So we just converted them field goals to touchdowns or them like short drives that we had to punt and it started out into touchdowns we just scored 60 last week and then this week we would have scored another 30 something points if we because we kicked we've already kicked three field goals when we could have scored touchdowns off of turnovers or off of just you know keeping short field here's one of the turnovers like literally and then say that they counted as a touchdown and say anthony miller didn't drop his touchdown as you know when he dropped his touchdown they were scoring touchdowns on our ass like they were scoring touchdowns like the game than normal. Y'all need to learn how to finish and put a game away. It makes no sense. After this, yeah, we didn't score no more. After that field goal, we didn't score no more. This this, this was it. 10 to 26. We didn't score no more. And then even with the lead, Like, we're still moving the ball, though. Yes, I mean, just... Oh, my God. My, my head hurts. Look, nice little screenplay. Moving the ball. Like, we're in Chicago territory after an interception. He dropped the ball. That's a mental mistake. You're dropping the ball. But no. Got to catch that. And that's when it stops. And that's when it stops. Yep, right and after that, that's when it stopped. Stop. <laughs> You're right. Because right after that, that's when it stopped. Because, like, yeah, nice little, another nice little run, like, by girl. Like I said, he started to pick up. Why did, and then, like, like it, it was little flashes here and there. Like, why did we stop running the ball? I think it's fourth quarter now. The little YouTube things in the way. Let me see if I can get that out. But I'm pretty sure it's fourth quarter now. We get sacked. Yeah, it's fourth quarter. It's beginning of fourth quarter, though. If that was a third down, okay. Cool. Missed another field goal. He missed two field goals this game. Yes, missed the extra sure point did. and missed this field goal. Bugging. Even if he would have made it, though, we would have still lost. But still, like, that's sorry. Tackle the man. And then yeah, got a like, uh, penalty. Just like, it was the that don't add up, bro. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is the dumb beginning. stuff. I was going yep. crazy. Damn. I was yelling at my TV saying, please don't do this. <laughs> please don't do this, bro. No, nah, that, that was me last week, but... Me Cowboys week, that's me this week, and this is crazy, bro. Crazy, like I'm ridiculous. Like, Three Falcons. I bet. I guess. Guess who it is? Isaiah Oliver. I Look at him. Oh my god. Oh my god, bro. Oh my god. I'm telling you, Isaiah Oliver is so sorry. When um when Dan Quinn goes, you can pack your bags too, bro. Pack your bags with Dan Quinn. Then it gets knocked away, and we don't hop on it. Like that's stuff that adds up, and they over there talking to each other. Isaiah Oliver, you're sorry, bro. You gotta go. You have to go. Clean house. That's bro. crazy, man. You got a clean house. Yeah, it's clean house. Cause they they still got a field goal out of this. Like good defensive stand, I guess, but it shouldn't even been this close. And then and then this was like, a it shouldn't part, even been this close. And this is a part of the game when we still had a chance to win. And the commentator, bro. Yep. The commentator was like, bro, like why why not run the ball? 
Why not run Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We're going to get to that part. I don't know if they're going to show in the highlights, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, 11 second drive. He threw the ball three times in a row. And it makes like, no why? sense. It's how much minutes? I think it's like nine minutes left. Yes, it's nine minutes left. Nine minutes left. Like that one. And then honestly, like I'm not one of those guys, like people that say Matt Ryan should go. Like he don't need, like Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, we need to respect him while he's here. But Matt Ryan was missing certain little stuff this game. Like he tried to throw it to the kids then. Really was crossing. He was wide ass. Bro. Throw it, make the easy play, man. Like make I, the easy and, play. And then plays like this on a fourth down, you allow that on a fourth down? Yes. A fourth, fourth down. down. A fourth you down. You do everything bro. right and it stops. <laughs> Oh my god. Yep. It stops. And no, I know this is like I don't know. Just as a defensive coordinator, as a defensive coordinator, I'm gonna rewind it. Before the touchdown, before they scored a touchdown. All right, they went they went to Jimmy Graham, right? Why do we have Dar Denard Darquez on him? He had a good game. He had a decent game, right? Yeah, decent game. But my man Jimmy is six seven. Denard is five eleven. Why? Just like, what? the weight difference is probably at least 60, 60 points. Like, I know there's not really we have anybody that can match up with them, but I try to maybe put Deion Jones or somebody on him. Like, man up to something that makes sense. Like, I know like I know he's a corner. Like, that was like, but man up to something that makes sense. Sorry. Again, Isaiah Oliver, you got to go, bro. You are sorry. Dang, giving right. up plays week after week after week. Like, that, like that's that is- inexcusable, bro. And you still have a chance to win the ball. And I just wish that's why I'm saying. Was this the drive that we that lasted 11 seconds? That might have been the drive. They only showed one play because it was a third down. And he was just missing. Like, I wish the kids, I don't know if the kids was running hard enough, but I feel like he could have got there if he was running hard. But like still, that was the drive that he probably wasn't, honestly. And it's just like, bro, like you still had a chance. Like, oh. Still had a chance to win. Jelani, it Jelani. If 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 it's a third and five, if it's a third and five, and you're up three, and it's a pivotal part of the game where you just have to execute to win, would you go for a deep mm-hmm. ball or would you just try to get five to six yards just to get the first down? Just try to get the five to six yards, bro. Just try to get the five to six because they was and they was getting pressure at that point in the game too, like. He took two deep shots. That's what I'm saying. Make the easy throw. When I was talking about the really one, really was coming. Like they didn't show it, but I saw it in the uh, when I was watching it live with Fox. Really was coming right. across the field, butt ass naked, open. Make the easy throw. Throwing it to he tried to throw it to Zacchaeus two times down the stretch. Was Zacchaeus making plays the whole game? No, no he was not, not making deep. a single play. He probably had one catch the entire game. Why are you trying to force it to Zacchaeus? Stop, bro. Like get it. The ball to Ridley, or like you said, like we should have ran, like ran, run, run, run on third down. You can throw the ball, but throw short crossing routes to where we can get the third and manageable. Because it wasn't like it was third and longs; it was third and five or shorter every time. And that's what I'm saying. It's like that's what I'm saying. It's dirt cutter, like it's Matt Ryan, but it's dirt cutter with his stupid ass play calling, bro. And look at this, even this right now. And I saw, I forgot to add the tweet in it before, but somebody said I think Matt Ryan threw this pick for Atlanta. Because he yes. wanted to submit Dan Quinn getting fired. Because really, really didn't go for it. Like, you know how sometimes Julio, like, he'll try to break up a pass. Yeah. Or, like, he'll try to do something to defend the pass from getting intercepted. Really, I, I don't know if he wasn't expecting it or what, but it was just it looked real lazy. Lazy throw, like, really wanted to really 
and we're just getting ran through. We're so soft. Look at that. So soft. We're a tissue, bro. Hey. So soft. The end the game. The end of highlights and in the game, we get we get blown over. Two dudes get ran over by one person. We're so soft. So hey. soft. And if that doesn't justify Dan Quint, bro, please art the blank. For the love of if God. That doesn't like for the love of God, art the blank. And like you was alluding to earlier, we don't really know what's going on upstairs with the with the you know, head of people, because it got to be some type of conspiracy. Somebody got something on somebody, some pictures, exactly. some information, some laundering, some something going on. Somebody knows about it, and they just can't pull the plug because I would have pulled the plug. Like, you can't let stuff like this continue to slide. And, and just like, you're diminishing a brand. You're diminishing a fan base. You're just, you're diminishing your name as well. Like, you're tarnishing your name as well. Like, think about yourself. If nothing else because I, I know that's what millionaires and, and people that got a lot of money like to do. You don't think about anybody else. Think about yourself because you're not. You're like you're you're getting just as much attention as everybody else in the media. Everybody looking at you, Arthur Blank. Please. And you know what? And I'll and and, and, and I'll end on this note right here. Mm -hmm. The sad thing about this whole situation with the Falcons is that you just you just mentioned that you're diminishing a fan base, a name, a brand. Because we are mean city. And I, I, <laughs> I haven't been on Twitter yet this morning. Because I know that I'm going to see it. And yep. I'm setting myself up for heart. Because it, 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 I feel it in my heart. I yeah, it's like, it actually feels like you feel a pain like, like you to see it. and hear and read this stuff. Like, bro, like, and even then, it, it, it makes me appreciate the days where even when we were winning, we would still let the team come back and Matt Ryan would come down and save the day. Mm -hmm. It makes me appreciate those days more because those days just don't happen no more. Like I'm so yep. used to having a Sunday night be excellent. Mama's mama, <laughs> mama done with the food by the time the mm -hmm. game over. You know, you had a good church service yep. that morning. Win. Your homework's done. Exactly. You excited to go to school the next cool. day. Because yep. your team won. won. <laughs> don't let don't let the Falcons win. Saints lose. Oh, yep. it's, it's over time. with. Yep. And what's so sad about this whole situation <laughs> is that teams like the Cleveland Browns, mm -hmm. the Jaguars, the uh, the I mean the Tennessee Titans, even though they made it to uh, the playoffs Play last, last year, year. Yeah. Um, those teams that don't win, they're rotating coaches. Baker Mayfield got four coaches already. <laughs> so the sad thing about it is that other teams that are just bad mm -hmm. don't even allow this, and we're allowing it. That's yep. the sad part about it. Sad. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, we're allowing it. Like, that's what I said. I guess what they want, I guess, I think, it, yeah, like we keep talking about, I think it's deeper than them just wanting to keep that continued familiarity within the organization and the coaching staff and everything. It's something deeper than that because I, I'm familiar enough with you right now to know we're finna probably lose the rest of the games this season because of what this what we just did last week and this week. I'm familiar enough to know that you can't make no adjustments. Like, and what's even sadder, we'll end off. I'm gonna let you end off like maybe just predictions going off next week For and sure. in the future. But what's even more sad is I feel when we get a. I feel, I feel, I don't know what I feel. Like, whenever we have a lead, though, whenever we have a lead, I get, I get sad. I get nervous. My anxiety starts rolling. Anytime we have a lead of over 10 points, 
it just comes in. I'm like, damn, like I'm jittery. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm everything. I'm every emotion you could possibly think of. And when's the last time anybody up by 10 plus points has felt that way about their team in the last quarter, last five minutes, like ever? Like, Nobody. In, the per- in professional sport, in football, because I know in college it happens a lot, but in professional sport, in NFL, in the NFL with your team, who has ever felt that way being up big, have dominated the entire game, is up multiple, like multiple, multiple touchdowns, like teams need three three scores to come back and tie the game exactly. but you feel like like you just feel you you feel defeated <laughs> like with a 15 point lead what the falcons got going on is not normal that is not that's mm-hmm. it's not normal 28 to 3 ain't normal um 20 to 3 <laughs> ain't normal uh i can't 26 10 26 16 is happening but it wasn't supposed yeah. to happen but yeah. this to happen this ain't normal and like i said look I know we just did an hour, almost an hour, 30 minutes of, of a show just now. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to get back on if Dan Quinn is fired within the next <laughs> Oh, We'll definitely make that happen. I'm willing to we'll, so we'll make I it happen. be open-minded to think Mind it, yep. to come. Yep. <laughs> but yes, my, my phone is dying. I didn't want to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of... Uh, Blackout uh, by anything. I'm, yeah. I'm on uh, 3% right now. So I appreciate you having yeah. me, man. Look, I'm. Of course. I'm uh, ready to come back. And, you know, like I yeah. said, uh, when Hawk season's here, uh, I love oh, yeah. talking about the Hawks because you know me growing up. That was my, that was my heart. That was, so, yep. So, that was my so, team, yeah. too. Yep. And that's so, what we always connected on. So we'll, we'll definitely do this again. Like I said, you know, probably uh, this show is going to go on weekly. I'm going to probably start calling it Miserable Mondays, the Falcon <laughs> Fly Through or whatever. But, um, this, you know, Hawks as well. We'll definitely get on. We'll chop it up, and you know, probably end up probably being my co-host on one of the on these on okay. these little shows, you know, with the Falcons and, and the Hawks for sure. Because I know we got a lot to say. Um, and you know, brighter days are brighter days are to come. Hopefully, brighter days are to come. Like I said earlier, I don't know if the pack with the Packers coming. I'm hoping you're right. Like you said, it'll be the Falcons thing to do to win that game. And the last time we played them. Was it the NFC? Ch- no, nah, we played them before. Yeah, we, but last yeah, time we, we played, played them, yeah. we always play them close. No matter what, we don't never get blown out by the Packers. We always play them close. Exactly. So, you know, hopefully, yeah. like, just hopeful thinking. Like, both of us just have hopeful thinking. So, like I said, again, appreciate you for coming on. Appreciate everybody for watching. Always. Appreciate y'all for, you know, bashing or, you know, whatever, either, you know, joining us in our misery or making fun of us for, you know, continuing to be Falcons fans, whatever the case may be. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. And, um, you know, that's another episode of Falcons Fly Through, What the Game Means to Me. Appreciate my guest again, Ryan Thurman, for coming on. He'll be on again for sure. And um, hope everybody has a good day. And we're praying for that Dan Quinn firing. I'm willing to get back on the next 24 hours if he's fired. <laughs> Mark your words. Like I said, I'm, I, we're going to make a live if it happens for sure. All What's right, up? brother. I appreciate you again, man. Always.